Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Tony's Top Tips. Um, So today I wanted to discuss with you a lot about how you assess an investment area suitability um, or tips on where to invest perhaps. Uh, So for me, I'm a numbers guy. So for me, if the figures work because I practice the buy, refer, refinance strategy, then if those figures work, I'm all in. But it is also important to look into the actual area and find out who lives and works in the areas that you're looking to invest. I tend to look in the local schools because we do want long-term tenants, don't we? Um, I look at the transport links so, or it, additions to the transport links. Are they going to add any extra stops to the tube or the metro, whatever it may be? And I also look at the local facilities and employment opportunities because you can bet your bottom dollar if there are schools, transport links and employers in a local area, then you're going to have tenants. It's just, a, it's just a, it's one of the basic fundamentals. So for me, though, I like to add value when I'm investing, whether that's through a refurbishment or spotting an area's potential before anyone else. Um, so I know in general across the country, there's a lot of people investing around where they perceive the HS2 to go, um, the high-speed rail network. Um, so in order to do that in the spot areas, which I think are going to go through a level of change, I keep up to date with the local news. Um, I also try to keep a, a little bit of an eye on planning applications that are going in, as well as that I keep an eye on the local development framework, which is a document that the council have that gives you an idea as to what each area is zoned for. So is it zoned for residential, industrial, offices, future residential development? The list goes on, is the land green belt? So it gives you an idea where the the council are wanting the the areas to grow and where they're wanting to focus development. And I think it's a good good idea to, to sometimes park your money around where there's going to be a lot of other investment. So... I wanted to talk you through, so I said when we discussed the suitability of an area. So there's an area in Newcastle. Um, it's to the bottom end of Fenham, where it meets Arthur's Hill, and it's around the General Hospital site. Now, I'm going to go back now around about 15 years. So I used to work on that street for another agent. Uh, the typical tenant we had for the neighbouring streets was a professional or someone who worked in the hospital or a you know, in industry, they complemented the hospital. Now, that hospital site actually closed. Um, so we went from having a massive level of demand in those areas and never struggling to find tenants or sell anything to not a lot of demand overnight um, because the people who were living and working in that area were working in another area, so thought, well, why don't we live near to where we work? So a lot of them did up sticks and move. And that's meant the demand in that area significantly dipped. And I think it's massively affected the prices as well. Um, Now, where there's an opportunity there, though, is the the area's not the greatest at the moment because of the lack of demand. But what I love about that area at the moment is the Newcastle University, 
they've actually just spent eight million pound buying the general hospital site. Um, if anybody's going to spend eight million pound where we can buy properties, it's always worth a, a second look. I would say now, if you look further into that actual site, they're going to. So they've spent eight million pound buying the actual hospital site. The hospital site is a significant and substantial sized site as well. But if you look at the actual proposals for what they're going to develop on there, they're going to make it a centre for ageing and vitality and excellence and dementia research and things along those lines. But they're also going to have a university element to that as well. So it's not just going to be a university site, it's also going to be research and development. Um, so I think that's going to be quite a groundbreaking development they're going to put there. And if they've spent £8 million on the land, it's your guess is as good as mine how much they're going to spend on the redevelopment. But I would argue it's going to be substantially more than the cost of the land. Now, you've got that site that's arguably about a mile from the city centre. But on the city centre, we've got a brewery site where Newcastle Brown Ale used to be um, brewed. Not that I'm a fan of it, but I know a lot of you guys out there are. Um, now, that's now closed that brewery site. And it's been replaced by, again, Newcastle University have the site. Um, so they're actually developing that at the moment. And, you know, I think they're talking there's going to be somewhere around about half a billion pounds worth of development going on there. So the sweet spot for me in terms of where I'm looking to invest at the moment is, you know, because we've got some difficulties in the market, some prices are going a little bit silly when you're buying because we're in a little bit of a bubble. We have to think outside the box. And by thinking outside the box and looking at where people are potentially going to spend money in the future, we're parking our money in somewhere that should be relatively safe in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it's definitely safer than putting your money in stocks and shares at the moment. And I would say it's definitely safer than putting your money in the bank, given how Northern Rock went bust. So what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to buy properties in between the brewery site in the city centre or on the edge of the city centre and the former hospital site at the top end of Arthur's Hill. Now, if I can buy properties between those two areas, we're going to see a massive leap in demand um, and the tenant mix in those areas is going to change substantially in the next 12, 18 months. But some of the people that we're actually looking to invest for in those areas who... You know, they're actually looking for other opportunities as to how to make money from property. They're not just looking to buy the let. So one of the properties that we've, uh, we've acquired for one of our clients, we're actually going to use it as a serviced accommodation unit. Now, for anybody who doesn't know what serviced accommodation is, think of it as a holiday let. So we're actually going to let this four slash five bedroom house out to tradesmen who are going to be working on the hospital site. And they're going to be paying on a per night basis rather than a per month basis if we'd done a traditional let. Now, just to talk you through the numbers on that particular property. So we're purchasing for someone in the region of about 95,000. The refurbishment needs to be to HMO standards and it's going to be quite top end. So we're looking at, I think it's 25,000 on that. So that's all in for somewhere in the region of about 120. Now, the revaluation of that property should be somewhere around about the 140, 150 mark depending on whether the surveyors have their knickers at a twist that day. So the numbers on it are absolutely fantastic to start with from a capital point and, you know, pulling my finance back out point. But from a rental point, if we let that out as a single let property to a family, we'd only achieve somewhere around about £900 per pound a month. By doing this to tradesmen who are going to be working 
at the site that's literally 100 metres away, we're probably going to be achieving that per week or maybe not per week, but every 10 days or something like that. So we're probably going to end up travelling the return and bringing in something like £2,500 a month um, from, from the conversations we've had with SA providers. So, you know, it's going to benefit from a really big cash flow while the hospital is being developed. And because we're referring it to HMO standard, we will flip this property over to being a HMO and let it out to students, nurses, doctors, whoever may be on the site, because there's going to be a demand for it. So it's not just about looking for something where there's some value right now. You need to be looking for something that has future value or future potential. Um, and a lot of people in my area won't invest in that area at the moment because they think the hospital is closed and you know there's not a good level of demand. But they obviously haven't looked at what's going to happen on that site because I'm actually posting letters through people's doors on the neighbouring streets. That's how keen we are to invest in that area. So we're cutting out the agents and we're going direct to vendor. So a bit of a recap. Have a look at your council's local development framework or any development plans that they have. Look at what areas in the city have been zoned for. And a good trick would be to try to focus your investment around that. So, you know, I know we're an aging population. We're not providing the number of houses that we need to keep up with demand. But when we have something so big and so substantial, like a university investing 50 million, 100 million, 500 million in an area that cannot have negative effects in my opinion. And if anything, it's going to really contribute to you having a fantastic investment. So get looking at those plans, see what you can buy around them, get talking to some agents, get talking to the locals about what they think is going to happen in the area. Find a good area, find somewhere you're comfortable investing with. And I wish you all the best of luck with it. So I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, if there's any questions you have regarding that or you quite like the idea of investing in that area yourself then just reach out give us a shout you all know where to find us thanks again Property Talk on the Tyne Investment tips stories and exciting guests with your host Tony Fares.